Today on Lockdown Red Wings, there was post-practice media availability and Derek Lalone spoke. He gave updates on injuries, players missing, as well as his overall thoughts on the first three games. We'll break that down for you. Also, I'm going to get up on a soapbox about these digital ads, but I have a, I have a strong feeling that I'm actually in the majority on this one. And then uh, finally, when we got time, if we got time, if not, we can push it to next episode. But we want to talk about a little bit of uh, Philip Zadina's play in the first game, his first game. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. I am a podcast producer for WWJ News Radio 950. Well, Scotty is the host over at Lockdown Tigers as well as a freelance journalist for the Detroit News. And today's an off day. Our first off day uh, episode since, what, Thursday last week? Obviously, we had the weekend there, so we didn't do recordings on Friday or Saturday. But uh, it, it feels a little weird, even though we had three months of just constant off days and coming up with things to talk about the first off day of the season, three games in, we're kind of like looking around. We're like, what, where's the content? <laughs> what do we talk about? Like we're already we'll out of practice. We'll <laughs> the loan did help a lot as they did have a, a practice today. And he gave uh, media availability afterwards where he spoke and he, he settled. He's talked a lot about the th- first three games and he reflected a lot of our thoughts from yesterday's episode on it. And we're going to talk about that. Uh, I also want to talk about these digital ads that are on the boards, Scotty. And I told you going in that I just, I'm just i going to get up on a soapbox. I'm going to monologue. Obviously, I want to get your thoughts too because you're probably a little bit more level-headed. You're probably more or less – well, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you're probably not as heated about it as I am. I can almost I, you tell. Know, after the jersey ad <laughs> thing, I have a hard time believing that I am. But like, yeah. Um, I'll make sure that I do that right after we get to our ads. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And then uh, segment three, uh, depending on how long we go with the first two segments, we're going to talk a little bit about Phil Zadina, but we can push that to tomorrow if we have to, because again, we got three straight days, um, three straight days off until the Blackhawks game on Friday. But let's start with the media availability with Derek alone. Um, the thing that I took away, the biggest takeaway take away I had from this game, Scotty, or this media availability rather, was that Derek alone really feels like the same way we did after these first three games. He was really impressed with the heart, the effort and the drive in games one and two game three. He thought that they just, he said it, he said they failed to get momentum. They would score and then it would be followed up by King's goal. Uh, They would kill a penalty and it would be a goal against. And he said after that game, he was a little bit disappointed, but then he went back and watched the tape. And he was so incredibly impressed with the heart on that team. He said three games in four games or three g- games in four days is really tough and your legs are probably lagging. So that probably had a lot to do with the fact that if your legs are lagging, your brain's lagging, you know, your mind's going to have fatigued right after that. And so to hear him say all these things, things we noticed, like he, t- he talked about how the defense didn't play all that well in that game, but the offense, uh, I mean, they scored four goals. He said, you score four goals at home. Normally you win. It was really reassuring to, to hear him Say and say honestly to wet that, which is another thing that we had to talk about with Newsy is that he is very 
blunt and honest with everything. Like if he sees something, he will say it in the media availability. And I really appreciate that. And he saw everything we saw, which I find really reassuring, not because, oh, we were right, but because it it shows that he is not just like watching the game, but he's understanding the game and that he understands that like this team lost that game and they got outplayed, but they also showed a hell of a lot of heart and fight to get back in that game. And they stole a point. I think he even said that, that they got away with a point in that game. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, um, you know, that that's certainly something that I, I feel like anybody, everybody noticed and anybody could have noticed like that. That's, that was, it was blatant, which is awesome. Like, you know what I mean? Like the fact that it was blatant, the, the fact that it was so obvious, uh, is, is great news. Um, yeah, you know, I, I I like the bluntness of coaches. That's always a cool thing. I, I you know, credit where credit is due. I don't know if this is like a hot take. I always thought Blasha was pretty blunt and and straightforward as well. Uh, so you know, for like whatever that is worth, I I you know, I, I'm <laughs> not not advocating for for Blasha at this point. That ship has sailed, and I, and I'm very glad Lalone is here. Um, but I I think that that's a trait that our last two head coaches have had as well and so it's nice to see that continued uh you know and not a not not a slight on anyone there more of just like raising up other coaches we've had too I think that that's something that we've been very fortunate with because there are uh, you know if, especially if you're a Tigers fan like there's a lot of uh, front office and, and and coaches that just give coach speak and aren't very blunt and straightforward and try to sugarcoat everything and whatnot I feel like uh the the Red Wings coaching tree over the last while honestly has been pretty straightforward dudes which I I think is kind of nice but yeah he's certainly he certainly is that and it's really nice to uh to see and and you know it's great now because we've only had positive stuff to say so we'll see if everybody keeps the same energy when when there's a lot of bad stuff to say (laughs) but uh hopefully there isn't right hopefully hopefully there there isn't much bad to say uh but yeah I, I I think the fact that he was able to to admit that he went back and watched and liked how much fight everybody had and be able to then vocalize that to the team was obviously great. It's not a big, you know, front page news story thing, but it's awesome to hear. And uh, yeah, I, I think that that's, I think that that's super cool. And and like I said, the biggest thing was just that it it's very true. Like that, that's, that is any, everybody saw it. And, and that's awesome to, to know. Well, and I think the part that I like about the fact that everything we saw he reiterated in the media availability is because it felt like it maybe in the past when every Red Wings fan, because like you said, everyone saw it. Everyone, it wasn't just us saying that. Everyone was saying the same exact thing about that game last night and the games this weekend is the fact that he goes out there and he says those things and it's not, it's not like a stubbornness, you know, a resistance to change. And I mean, that's one thing yeah. that ultimately sank Blash Hill's ship. It was a resistance to change. You know, you see something broken and you don't do anything to fix it. Granted, last year they had a lack of depth, absolutely lack of depth. But this year they don't have that. But he sees that the, what everyone else is seeing, he sees that it's broken and he'll be like, oh yeah, this wasn't working. This was working really well. And that shows that he's just like, Okay, well, now I know what to work on. And I feel like that just reassured me. And that's why I really liked hearing him repeat what everybody was already saying. Like his stubbornness not to be like, oh, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong. You know, I really appreciated that. Um, he also, of course, pointed out the Dylan Larkin play. And his thought process was the same as I literally, I, by the way, I didn't say this on yesterday's episode, Scotty. When Arvinson was going in 
for the goal. I was literally about to text you. Okay, let's just go. Like, let's I, just, let's just dude, go. I, I sh- kid you. I kid you not. I, uh, <laughs> I can say, I kid you not. I was standing in front of the TV and when he got the puck and started breaking to the net, I, tr- I didn't see it live. Oh yeah. I had, I had to, I saw, I've seen it a million times on replay. Now I did not see the play live because he started breaking in the net and I turned around and said out loud game over started grabbing my stuff to go get, come back here and get ready to go on air. I literally had my back turned to the TV and I just hear, Oh my goodness. And I was like, what is happening? And then, yeah, they obviously, they showed the replay and whatnot, but I, I, I quite literally did not see it live because I, I started walking away from my television. I was like, all right, they, they lost like whatever. I was like, talk about it. I was like in my recliner like this and I just like leaned forward and I like looked over and I got my phone. And as that was happening, like I look up and Dylan Larkin's just on the ice. And so, <laughs> and Lalone said the same exact thing. He was like, oh, well, game over. This is a loss. You know, it will look, starting to look to reflections. And he saw Dylan Larkin do that. And he's like, oh, okay. And like he even said, like Dylan Larkin got us a point. <laughs> like, Straight it was up. incredible. It's just funny. I mean, obviously everyone's going to have that reaction, right? Like, there, that think. should have been a goal. Like ninety nine percent of the time, that's a goal. So I, I continue to love that all the way. Um, he also spoke of let's say it real quick before uh, we talked to you guys today about Bet Online. But they asked him about new additions and how the impact of the new additions is having on the team. Something we also talked about last night, and they asked him if they were <laughs> if he was expecting the offensive production that he was out of Oli Mata, and he goes, "No, not at all." <laughs> <laughs> which is great, but he goes, I believe he said something along the lines of like shows the team's heart. It shows the team's heart. And he talked about the new additions as well. Like guys like Sherrod, guys like cop, they're brought in for a reason and they're, they're absolutely showing up and he didn't bring up Perron's name, but Perron's absolutely grouped in with that, those guys is guys who have brought in and made an immediate difference. And we talked about it last night, but God, the new additions are making a huge difference in this, in this yeah, man. team so far. I mean, you take those guys off this team. So many of the goals don't happen this season. So many, three, three of the goals don't happen last night because there were yeah. two goals and one assist for Perron alone. Yeah. <laughs> it's a incredible. much different team. It's a much different team. Um, when we come back, we're going to talk to you guys about digital ads and why they are my new most hated thing. But first I got to talk to you guys. We have an ad. <laughs> about bet online betonline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season find all of the latest player developments team matchups news podcasts and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find and as always bet online remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information with live betting and up to the minute scores for every sport out there the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events including mlb mma boxing and golf Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, where the game starts. Segment two, Lockdown Red Wings uh, podcast. And yes, I understand the irony of that situation. <laughs> it was it was played into there, guys. It was played into. Um, it, was, it was fun. But yeah, so. We have fun around here. We, we try. We try to. I, you have fun. Sometimes not me. But that's only because <laughs> I'm dealing with you. I feel like most people feel that way. <laughs> So the NHL started this year. They're just piling on at the digital ads. Obviously, Jersey ads started this year. I've given you my whole tirade on that. Thankfully, Red Wings don't have a Jersey ad yet. I'm not saying it's not going to happen, but they don't have it yet. And every day we don't have one, I'm going to be grateful. 
Um, but they also decided in their TV deals that they were going to have ads on the boards, superimposed over the ads that are already on the boards. And we already have ads on the ice, like physically on the ice. We have the ads physically on the boards. We have the de- digital ads superimposed on the glass. Originally, it was just behind the net, but now it's also along the blue line. I don't know if you've seen that. They have the ads superimposed on by the blue line. And now they also have the ads superimposed over the ads on the boards, which kind of defeats the purpose of having the ads on the boards, except for the people who are actually at the game. But the point still is like to to put that in people's face. Like that's where my problem begins, right? Are we at a point now with these digital ads, Scotty, that we have no more space to put ads other than on the boards over top of ads that already exist. Like, and I said it with helmet ads and I said it with the Jersey ads, but when is too far? And I mean, obviously I know the answer is never because the capitalism is King and we bow to the almighty dollar in America. That's just how the economic system is in this country for better and for worse. It's, it's great but it's also awful. Like every economic system has its downfalls. We are witnessing a downfall right now. And the fact that they're superimposing, not just if it was, I feel like it was stationary digital ads. I could handle it. Like if it was like, I I don't like the ones that are on the ice by the blue line because they don't stay put anyways, even though they're supposed to be stationary. Like they sometimes lag with the camera movement, but at least they don't like change or move. The ones on the boards will straight up move as the play is happening. And because it's like a green screen effect, sometimes when players are wearing like their whites and they're up against the boards, the ad will superimpose over the players along the boards. It's just, it's, it's at a layer where it's honestly like the Jersey ads. I would not have been able to notice at from that wide shot of them playing. That one was more of a, I don't want them tainting the sanctity of the game. And I can admit that. And I still hold that belief. But this one, this digital ad on the boards, if they could make it work, I wouldn't mind so much except for the fact that right now it's not working. And it is ruining the viewing experience of the game for so many with the fact that the motion of the ads is distracting. They superimpose over the players when they're along the boards. And not to mention that in a lot of the cases, there's no motion blur. So when the camera shifts... And the, every all the players are moving, they stay perfectly clear, and that is that really messes with your eyes. So this, it's just, how can the NHL be doing everything so wrong? Everything so wrong. I mean, I just I'm at my wit's end when it comes to this team or this game where they refuse to market themselves and this is going on a wider tangent and a bigger soapbox there were games in Prague Scotty between the San Jose Sharks and the Nashville Predators the same day there was a preseason game with the Detroit Red Wings when I saw that game in Prague was happening one I completely forgot those games in Prague were happening until they were happening because the NHL did not market it at all outside of the NHL network maybe some ESPN ads no, there was no marketing for it. And then it finally comes and I think, oh, it must be a preseason game. Nope. Those were regular season games happening in Prague that I did not know about because they did not market it at all. 
the same time as preseason games are going on a week before everyone else started the regular season. So that is really crappy marketing and they're not doing anything to lower the cost of the game to get more people in at the ground floor to grow the game. You want to grow the game. You got to lower the cost of the game. You know, what's not lowering the cost of the game. Digital ads on the boards. They're not doing anything. They keep saying like, we have to recoup the money from COVID. You want to recoup the money from COVID? Get more people to want to watch hockey. I'm get, You have the ESPN partnership and you can't even watch the games on ESPN. It gets pushed to ESPN+. Plus. Like, it blows my mind that they'll do everything but the few things they need to do to make this sport big. This sport is the most exciting. I'm frustrated because I love the sport so much. But this, the what they're doing or what they're not doing makes no sense. This sport has the ability to be the best sport in the world with how fast-paced it is, with how physical it is, with how skilled it is. And they're just like, nah, we're not going to tell people about it. We're not going to make it affordable for people to play. We're just going to let it, we're just going to keep slapping ads on everything possible to make up that lost money. There you go. There's my, there's my, there, I'm good. I got crazy. it off my chest. Oh, seven minutes, brother. I, solid. I'm so sick and tired of it. I get, I understand that ads are a thing and they're going to be a thing, but it gets to a point where it just, it's genuinely impacting the viewing experience and it's making it hard to watch. Will I say people are going to stop watching? No, because I'm still a hockey lunatic in the end. And that's probably what they're hoping. I mean, maybe it gets to a point where I say it's too much. I mean, this is really bad, but I'm sure it'll they'll fix it to a point where it's watchable. But this is incredible. Like, it's insane, man. It's just how bad this looks with these ads on the boards. Absolutely gross. Yeah. What's your opinion? <laughs> <laughs> um. I love it. No, I'm glad. I'm For all ads. No, no, no. Um, no, I, I look, I, first off, I think you're slightly off base in, in nothing in what you just said. I think you're off base in the sense that in the cold open, you made it sound like you weren't in the majority with the Jersey ads. I think you've been in the majority with both of these. I think I was in the mind and like, I, yeah. you know, I, I wasn't pro Jersey ads. I was just like, I don't helmet, really care. I feel like helmet ads were a little bit more 50, 50, but Jersey ads, I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that too. Um, and with this one, so th- there's a point you made that I, I think is the most important part of this whole thing. And that's that, the Jersey ads is about loving the game of hockey, loving the tradition of the Detroit Red Wings, the sanctity of the game, all that, right? That's why people don't want Jersey ads because no one, you, you don't want anything to touch the winged wheel sweater. But from the the bird's eye view while you're watching the game, you you would not have noticed. Like you, and and if it does happen, you won't notice. People get got upset at me last time when I said that. I don't care; it's true. You're not going to notice. No, you're it's, watching it, it is true. That one, like I said, that one's just from my guy. Objectively, you you will not care while you're watching. But this one is incredibly different because it directly affects the viewer experience. Yeah, it directly. 
And in on paper, it is a way to get more ads cycled through over the course of a game, right? There are there are some baseball stadiums that have uh, like green screens behind home plate now so that mm-hmm. they can just like cycle through, you know, a different ad inning instead of just like one like stay put ad or like uh, they have like digital ads on um, on pitcher's mound now in baseball. They have like like greens, not green screen, but like digitally in place, like advertisements on the back of pitcher's mound yeah, too. They can those. cycle through a couple of those. Those like you don't notice those. Like I, I'm, some people might watch baseball all the time, and that's like the first time even telling you that this exists and that you're realizing it. Like that, that like people don't because they're not, you know, the strike zone is not presented to you by Chevy and like with a giant like logo on it. You know what I mean? Like yeah, they don't change the shape of the strike zone to the Chevy logo. Right. <laughs> the shape of the strike zone is not is not the word built for tough. Like it's, you know what I mean? Like it's not. It's not. It, it's not directly affecting anything. It's just like oh, like yeah you know, behind home plate where there have always been ads and like along the boards where for a long time there have been ads, but now you are, like you said, it is different because it is the only advertising attempt I have seen really in any sport where it is directly like significantly hindering the viewer, the the viewing ability, like viewership. It's, it's an eyesore, which like at some point, if it's just really ugly at some point, you'll be like, Oh, like that's ugly, but you know, whatever I'll, I'll get over it. It's a whole nother thing to be like, I literally like can't watch this because when the puck goes in the corner, I don't know what's happening. Like that's, that's a completely different thing. And that's terrible. And if they could just find a way to actually keep them, on the boards, maybe it is making all the boards green. I don't know, but like make it so that it's at least like if they made it so that it was just in place and like, it's not going to wobble when the camera wobbles and it's not going to get way off like kiltered and off centered. And when players are are pushed up against the boards, they're not going to turn into an advertisement. Like as if that's possible, then like, if it doesn't affect my viewing experience, do whatever you need to do to grow the game and and to get, you know, whatever, do whatever you need to do to make money. Fine. I love watching this sport. If that's what needs to be done, fine. But this is literally affecting how you watch the game of hockey. And, and I'm not trying to make it sound like it's unwatchable, I, I like, it's not, it's, it's not an unwatchable product. And like, oh my goodness, I have to turn this off. But like it is, you know, when the puck goes in certain places, you're like, oh my goodness, this is disgusting. If there's and a I big scrum it. in the corners, it's right. It gets messy. Yeah. You don't know what's happening. So like that is, that's where, where my problem lies. Like it, the, the premise of it, whatever, like the ads are always going to be here. They're always going to be a thing. And I I've seen it in, in all sports. It's a thing and they have their own unique ways of, of putting sponsorships out there. And, and like I said, if there was a way to just guarantee that it's going to stay in place and be where it is and not look like a 3d image, that's like a foot away from the board itself. And then like, just be terrible. Then like, that's a different conversation. Cause like on paper, it like, that is a way to get more ads, on television and to make more money. So like, yeah, that's probably what they should be doing, but not what, not with the current 
I don't know if it's a technological thing. Like we're just not advanced enough to where like that. He just didn't troubleshoot it enough. That's all it was. Like, I I don't know. Remember in like, man, 2004, maybe somebody in the comments will know the exact year. But when they tried the puck tail, I knew exactly you were going to go there. Right, right. So like everybody was like, oh, we're going to have the puck tail because it's like it's infamous, right? Like it's it's part of hockey lore. Like everybody knows the puck tail year. And like they tried it for a little bit. and It was so terrible that we were like, we got to stop. Puck tail sucks. This this won't happen because the puck tail didn't make them millions of dollars. So like they're not going to do that. But like this feels like that kind of a thing. We're like, oh my goodness, dude! Like this is just terrible. Like it is such an eyesore, and and it's it does like legitimately knock down the viewing experience, which is like the 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 biggest thing that everyone's trying to avoid and the biggest problem of the whole thing. So yeah, like you know, similar viewpoint to to before. Like eventually, if the technology was right and it wasn't making us so ridiculous to watch then like yeah like do it and and have fun and whatever but like at the present moment it is a terrible product yeah i I think the thing that i keep going back to with it too scotty is like i i know eventually the technology will get good enough that it's not as distracting but it's the fact that they attempted this like we didn't see it all throughout the preseason right i mean i didn't notice it at all i mean a lot granted, of pre- only like three games, games. Just like camcorder from the yeah. press box games yeah no so there was like no testing of this at all at least that There's we know up, of yeah. and whatever testing they did do was obviously not enough because it still looks like junk and then it's just the idea that we are literally overlaying ads on top of ads like that is so such a crazy idea to me. Really, yeah, really I, I don't know more if ads on top of their ads. Right, I don't know if that's like a like a oh like these are the ads for in person and these are the ads for TV. Like I don't know if that's what it is or or what. But yeah, I mean like that. You know, again, if you can find a viable way to cover them up and not make it like see through, where I can see ninety two ads in a square block, like then fine. Again, like I, I don't you know whatever but yeah the the present again i don't know if it's technology or what but like how it is presently is just brutal oh yeah it's it's not very fun. ugly um we're we're getting close to the end of the episode here so we're, we will save the zadina conversation for tomorrow's yeah, episode well, yep. um but i did want to mention too because as we were uh preparing to record seth barton was taken off the IR and assigned to Grand Rapids. There's not really a conversation to be had, but hey, news and notes. Um, we knew Do that we was going to happen. Replacement for Burt yet? Uh, no, they didn't call anyone up. They okay. they have three so days to assess at some it. point between now and. I'm Friday, not fully convinced. I mean, what you have 13 forwards and you have what? Well, assuming Verona comes back for Friday, you have 13 forwards and you have right. seven D man. So you don't actually need another guy up. You can carry no. another guy, but then you'll have to put him through waivers to get him back down unless you bring up a, someone who's waiver exempt, like a Jonathan Bergeron, Jonathan Bergeron rather. Yeah. Bergeron. We had that conversation we were texting about the other day. I, I think I lean with you on Bergeron. We're like, they're just going to prioritize playing time. There's really no point to 
Unless they plan on playing him a lot. There's well, unless no Zadina is so bad that they, they're going to give Bergen more minutes. And that is a conversation for tomorrow, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Right? Like, I, I don't think that. But, like, you know, that's certainly. They'd rather have somebody. Game, three games in. So, and, I mean, this is why you have guys like Zarnik and Matt Luff and Giovanni Smith down there uh, in the A because they're capable of coming up and playing NHL-level minutes. I mean. Right. So that's who I was leaning to. I, I, yeah. I think it's a Giovanni or Luff conversation. I think those mm-hmm. are my, my, the two that if they're going to carry somebody that there's not, those aren't dudes that you're like, Oh, we need to get them more playing time, whatever. Like, you know what those guys are at this point. Luff's a big and, boy too. And he played, I thought he played pretty well in the preseason. So I wouldn't mind calling him up. And that's the thing too, is like, you're not really at risk. I'm not really afraid of losing those guys on waivers. I think if they would have gotten take they would have gotten taken off waiver you know yeah, claimed off waivers already one, so. yeah so i'm not really afraid and granted injuries happen got people get desperate for depth but for sure when stevie made these signings for you know depth pieces it's not just for grant uh for like dominic kubalik and the third and fourth lines i mean he got depth in case guys got injured he signed guys who are capable of eating up nhl minutes and that's zarnik that's yep. loft I mean, yeah. that's what those guys are assigned for. That way, if injuries happen, you have guys coming up that aren't just, I mean, like last year, man, we had like Chase Pearson up. We had Chris Kulo up. I mean, guys yeah. who normally probably wouldn't be getting NHL minutes. We're getting NHL minutes. I, who, who else was there? He left. Oh, man, I'm drawing a blank. He's not with Riley, not Riley Piercy. I was going to oh, say, man. are you talking about Piercy right now? No. Oh, what was his name? He was with the Griffins, and he was an alternate captain with the Griffins, and then he left the Griffins and signed somewhere else as an alternate captain with them now, and I'm drawing a blank on the name, and we loved him. With It was one of those things like we loved him because he was such an underdog type mentality. Wait, Dan Renouf? We did love Dan Renouf, but not Dan Renouf. Oh, man, it's I'm driving trying to nuts. go through all the players. We You're not obviously not Hiroshi. We literally – so this is the difference, though, is we were calling up Grand Rapids Griffins. We were calling up AHL players last season. Now we're going to be calling up fringe NHL players, and that's incre- – that's, it's super yeah, important. Yeah, great for depth. If depth. we need to. If the Red Wings need to. And I don't think they're at that point yet because if Verona is able to come back on Friday, we'll still have 13 forwards and seven defensemen. Um, Absolutely. Hey, good conversation today, buddy. I'm glad yeah. I got that off my chest. I've been thinking about it for a uh, while. Know, but we've been I'm, I'm glad that you have a platform to where you can just yell about what makes you mad and people will listen. That is ultimately what this is, isn't it? It's pretty cool. And, until the Red Wings are good, and then we'll be talking about the things we love. Well, we're already talking about things we love, honestly. That's true. I don't talk about you enough, do I? You told me earlier that you don't have fun because you have to deal with me. That was literally 30 minutes ago, by the way. Yeah, so like, yeah, but you know, like, you know what they say about like you're mean to people that you like. Like, if you have a crush on somebody, you bully Thanks them. Thanks for making Lockdown Red Wings your first listen ever. <laughs> <laughs> now make your second listen locked on fantasy hockey. Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone bring you the fantasy edge and keep you ahead of the competition with daily updates of news, analysis, and advice Monday through Friday, available on YouTube, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts. I work for Odyssey, fun fact. So You do. We will be back tomorrow with a new episode. You already know a little bit what we're going to talk about. We'll bring some other stuff to the table as well. Same time, same place. See your team every day. Bet online.